The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I'm trying to hear you. What does she say again? <laughs> Go She's like, get away, Blackie. Get away. Get your black ass away. Huh? Get your black ass away. <laughs> you don't know how to treat a dog. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> nah, she's the sweetest dog ever. She cuddles up with me every yeah, night, especially in the wintertime. <laughs> oh, she's not going to make it. Hoop has seen it. Hoop has seen my sweet dog with his kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a big, huge teddy bear. <laughs> All right. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast, Super Bowl Extravaganza, with Rock, Hoop, Q, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Hoop in the house. What's happening, Hoop? Hey, I'm making it. Getting better, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm here. Time is healing some of the wounds, man. Not completely. Little by little. little, by little. <laughs> and we're also joined with my boy Q in the house. What's happening, Q? Ladies, it's very good to hear your voices. <laughs> Again with the ladies. All right. <laughs> and uh, keeping it sexy, Al G is not here with us. Oh, uh, yeah, I he's uh, visiting Caitlin, of course. But uh, we have a special guest. We have a recurring guest who's, uh, this is probably will be his third time being on our show, and we're glad to have him back. We have Mr. David Sheely. What's happening, David? What's up? Trying to figure it out, man. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that, yeah. (laughs) So, David, man, uh, you know, we were getting over this, man, but, you know, we were, you know, let down, and that hurt so bad all week. Still kind of stings a little bit, but we're trying to move on. And uh, we did a show last week talking about it, but we wanted to have it's some. like herpes. It, it's like it's like herpes. It goes away, but it comes back. <laughs> That's what it feels like, man. <laughs> oh, so you know what herpes feels like, bro? <laughs> no. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but uh, David, we wanted to have you on, man, just to get a different. Uh, 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 point of view on it and see what you had to say, man, because you're pretty knowledgeable about uh, the Falcons and all uh, Georgia sports, man. So, uh, David, what the hell happened at the Super Bowl, man, in your opinion? <laughs> um, Atlanta pulled in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, it, it's funny when, when people people talk about how surprising it was and you know it's funny to me when people say that because it seems like they've never ever watched the falcons or any team in atlanta ever uh one one of the biggest things about being an atlanta sports fan is getting your hopes up and being let down and literally this comparison that i heard as the playoffs began was being an atlanta sports fan is like having a crush on this girl and the and, and you finally get the courage to ask this girl out 
and she's a, she's gonna say yes. She's right. about to say yes, but then she gets hit by a bus. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what being a fan of, of any team in this city is like, <laughs> except for 1995 when the Braves won, right? I mean, right. that's that's it. There's always a bus, and and and. The, for the Falcons in 2010, the Packers were the bus. Yeah. In 2012, the Niners were the bus. This year, they were like, okay, what, what, what you know, what, what's it gonna be? Was it gonna be the Seahawks? No. Was it gonna be the Packers? No. Well, we're finally in the Super Bowl. So like, what? You know what I'm saying? It's it's weird. And then Robert Alford get the pick six, and you're like, well, man, I think the girl's actually gonna be able to say yes. <laughs> and then the fourth quarter started. So. It, 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 there's always there's always a bus and it always hits and it's for me I wasn't I was hurt right. as a fan I was upset naturally yeah but I was more, I was more embarrassed yeah because as a true Atlanta sports fan you get used to this right yeah, you've seen the exactly. Hawks win 60 games and then get swept by LeBron James right you've seen the Braves of the 90s go all the way to the World Series and only come away with one Right. Then you've got the Atlanta Falcons, of course, as I mentioned, 2010-2012. And if you've ever watched the Falcons ever, especially in the Matt Ryan era, and of course, I'm not putting it all on Matt Ryan. It's just people call it the Matt Ryan era, right? right. Um, that's just what happens. The Falcons have been doing this for years. So for a lot of people that don't watch the Falcons, especially the 2016 Falcons, who were only on national TV twice, once was on a Thursday, once was on a Monday, but on a Monday, that Monday was also going head to head with a presidential debate, so nobody yeah. was watching the game. They got they got one Sunday four o'clock prime game. They did versus uh, Green Bay. Right. Yeah. And, but but that's not as national as it, it wasn't. It wasn't like a prominent Monday night. We had zero Sunday nights. None of that. So a lot of people were seeing the Falcons for the first time, especially around the world. And even in this city, there are people that do not care about football, but they knew that the team in the city they lived in was in the Super Bowl. And now, after seeing Super Bowl 51, right. that's their first impression of the Atlanta Falcons. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that's that's humiliating, right? It's like going yeah. to the store, and when you embarrass your mom in public, yeah. that's what that felt like. What the so, hell? You, what kind of? Uh, at the end of the day, Atlanta lost a football game. Um, we've felt that pain before, yeah. but this one was in front of the world and this one was, was for the trophy. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was embarrassing, man. In it my was, opinion, that sucked. Um, really, really hard to, really hard pill to swallow. Um, especially after getting just so hyped. Yeah. Especially halftime, you know? So, um, yeah, it's just something that I think. As fans, you just say, you know what? I'm never going to get over this game, but right. that's okay. And you you just, you live with it. Yeah, that's pretty much true, man. And yeah, it did feel, it did remind me of the Braves. I mean, I think that was the 96 Braves. I think they lost in 96, but they won in 95. What? Right? Yeah, we're up 2-0 to the Yankees. Oh, yeah, that's I right. Think. That's right. Yeah. Jim, Jim Layritz. But it still sucks. <laughs> but you're, yeah, you're right. It does, man. But you're right, David. Well, you, I, I, walk away, push. you walk away with a little. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hoop. Hey, okay, with the momentum of, you know, because you, you spoke about 
the casual fan not really paying attention to to us this year. With the momentum now that we do have sort of the ear now, you know, we kind of can get mentioned, you know, that you know, we did make it to the Super Bowl. Do you do you see us pulling what the Panthers did this year and just just kind of be a flash in the pan, or do you do you see sustained sustained success within the within the division at least? Well, here's the thing: the average age of the Carolina Panthers team is deceased. They're all old. <laughs> okay. The hell you, what kind so, of? Wow. You look at Thomas Davis, old. Jonathan Stewart, old. Roman Harper, old. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. that that that's a team with a lot of. Uh, pop, uh, Paul Soliai, who wanted to go to the playoffs so bad that he left Atlanta and went to to Carolina. How'd that work out, right? Um, So you look at their team, and they're going to have to reset. The 2015 Carolina Panthers went 15-1, but in my mind, they're just like the 2012 Falcons that went 13-3. And And Mm -hmm. the reason why is because you look at the Falcons in 2012, they had Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Roddy White, Jonathan, uh, John Abraham. Uh, who else did they have? They had Asante Samuel in the secondary. They they had a lot of guys who were up there in age. And well, was Mike Turner still on the team, wasn't he? Michael Turner. He was on his last leg. Yes. Michael Turner. And and people always talk about 2012, saying, well, you know, if Michael Turner was just a little bit younger. The Falcons would have had a running because the Falcons really went through that year without much of a running game. Right. Michael mm-hmm. Turner did not run for a thousand yards. Jason Snelling was, you know, a backup. Jaquiz Rogers broke ankles every now and then, but he, you know, what I'm saying you take a look right. at Freeman and Coleman, and it's like those are two electric, really young electric guys. One was drafted. A year before the other, both right. are very young. Both have a lot of time left in the NFL, barring uh, barring health. You know, Coleman is a guy I'm a little bit worried about with a sickle cell trait. And um, even though he kind of proved me wrong when they were in Denver, and he was really not even supposed to play, but he, he went off. Right. But you take a look at the Falcons' defense, Keanu Neal is my age. Like, Keanu is young. Right. Uh, Trufant is coming off of an injury, but arguably still young, drafted in 2013. So he's like a young veteran. So is Robert Alford. Then Devondre Campbell and Deion Jones were just drafted last year. So this is a, this is a young team from linebacker back and, and uh, Ricardo Allen also drafted in the last couple years. So that this is a very young team that has a lot to build off of. This team went to the Super Bowl in 2016 Mm-hmm. But they remind me a lot of a young, the very young at the time, 2012 Seattle Seahawks, hmm. who almost beat Atlanta, who was the number one seed. And what did the Seahawks? The Seahawks lost the game that they felt like they should have won. Mm-hmm. And they got very ticked off. And the next year, they whooped everybody and their mama and went to the Super Bowl and whooped the Broncos, too. <laughs> so that that's how I see it. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't see a Carolina thing just because they're in NFC South there, and and the quarter and our quarterback was MVP and none of that. It, you know, people people try to do that just to get a reaction. That that's the job of the. I'm in, You know, I'm, I'm part of the media. Like I, I know how to get a rise out of people. Right. That's what they're doing. They're trying to get a rise because they they kept saying, man, when the quarterback wins MVP and it goes to Super Bowl, they're 0 and seven. But guess what? <laughs> Did you know that the that the team 
that has a sack that has the NFL sack leader. When they go to the Super Bowl, they're three and zero. Hell no. We had Big Beasley in the Super Bowl, but yep. no one talked about no one talked about that. Why? Because they want to get a rise out of people. So, so you can make the numbers speak. You can make the numbers tell a few stories. I, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can make the numbers tell some stories. They also say when the number one defense plays the number one offense, the number one defense always wins. Exactly. That's all. Uh, all right. All right, well, cool. So you're saying there's a chance. So that's good. <laughs> we got to make, make history, though. Has, has, yeah. has anyone ever won the division back-to-back? Yeah, Carolina division? won it three years oh, in a Carolina row. Carolina did. That's right. Three yeah. years in a row? Three years in a row. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, but it's going to be hard this year, man. I mean, it's going to be a lot harder. And I think to convince everybody that we're we're the real deal, we're going to have to beat our division and and and, and, and you know in decent standings and uh, go to the playoffs pretty much looking good like we did this time, and not only make it to the Super Bowl but win in convincing fashion for people to uh, really take us seriously anymore after that embarrassment. I mean, I don't even think you have to win in convincing, convincing fashion. You just got to win. A win is a win. A win like is the, a win. The the, like the Fast and the Furious. Right. Yeah, but I don't know, man. But even if we win, if, if you know, if it came down to a close game, I still think that there will be people saying, well, you know, you guys did it this time, but, you know, you got lucky this time. You're not a, you know, can you do it again? Will you become like a, a legendary historic team? Especially, do you think so? Is there such thing as is there such thing as lucky into a Super Bowl win? I mean, that's hard to do. Well, I know, no, it won't be lucky. I, 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 work say hard. The, uh, I would say that the the Patriots win against Seattle was a lucky win. Right. You know, I think had uh, Seattle handed that ball off, the uh, Patriots probably wouldn't have won the Super Bowl, but. But there's, I don't know if there's a lucky win with the Super Bowl. It's so hard to get to do that and then go back and do it again. Right. I mean, you know, the, the, the odds in Vegas have to be very, very much against the Falcons going back to the Super Bowl next year. Right. And I honestly don't believe they can do it, next, not, not, at least not next year with all these coaching changes. Yeah, and, and, and that on top of that, Q, like you said, we have to do a repeat of what we did and we're having uh, personnel changes. We have to pray and hope that everyone stays healthy, especially the key people. Like if we if we lose Matt in during the season, we're done for a long time. Yeah, if you lose Matt, you might be done. Matt Schaub might can come in and sling the ball around. He's not that bad. But I think if you lose Julio, if that toe injury that no one really truly knows about, if that toe injury right. is what we've heard it is, I think uh, I think that's that'll be. I mean, playing going six games without Julio would be the worst thing that could ever happen. So I think uh, Julio's like the, the number one player I worry about the most out there. I think Mac can stay healthy. He's shown that he's only been hurt like one season since he's been here. Right. But Julio's the guy. Julio's the guy that worries me because I think there's more to that toe than people are, are, are telling us about. Hmm. Of course. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, they, that whole True Fine thing let me know. I was like, yo, something is wrong. Right. Because True Fine got hurt the, the Thursday night before the bye week. And they were like, yeah, well, he's going to rest this week. The, you know, next week he'll practice leading up to the game. So he, quote, unquote, practiced. But what they really had him do was just line him up. So that way, 11 hours before kickoff against uh, Arizona, they said, oh, nah, man, he's out of the year. Right. He tore, he, tore his, uh, he tore his labor. And it was like, huh? And that made me not believe anything they said about injuries. So uh, yeah. when, when, with the whole thing about Alex Mack, 
honestly, I thought he wasn't even going to play the Super Bowl. I said he's not So did play. I. Yeah, I, I thought he wasn't going to play, but he played and he, he played pretty well. Yeah. He played very well, man. With a, uh, do, you, do you have any? Do you have any inside scoop on Julio's toe? Because we we've heard some rumors that that toe injury is worse than than expected, and we heard there's some rumors that he might have to have uh, offseason surgery this offseason to fix that toe. You know anything about it? We heard the screw has come uh, dislodged. Is that what we heard? Oop. Yeah. Well, from what <laughs> my inside source, and I put that in quotation. <laughs> uh, well, well, he knows the doctor that performed the surgery, so that's I mean that's kind of get his gold. I mean, pretty much, that's it's going to be ongoing injury for the rest of his career, you know, probably, you know, deal with the rest of his life. But the screw that was holding, you know, I'm I'm not that technical with my terminology. Uh, the, the screw that was holding, uh, I guess, whatever together, uh, pretty much, I don't want to say exploded. That sounds a little extreme, but uh, it, it's all messed up. I'll, I'll just say that. And he does have to get some, uh, some stuff cleaned up. And it, he... You know, he's such a tough guy that, you know, he's yeah. able to you know, push through, thankfully. So, but yeah, that's all I heard. Okay. Well, I, I've got, I've got no inside information. The last, the last thing I heard from some sources of mine was that mm-hmm. Alex Mack's injury was so bad and he wasn't going to play and the Falcons are lying and this and that and mm-hmm. the other, right. which turned out to be absolutely false. Right. So, um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Julio. The only thing I've heard when it comes to Julio um, is that he can't spell. So. <laughs> Damn. He knows, yeah. how, he knows how to spell Bentley, though, because I, I got another road in one. He's got that Bentley. I was going to say, Bentley. I, I got no response to that. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I heard about, one thing I heard, and, that, and that's from people who were cool with uh, Terry Robisky, you know, back when he was wide receiver coach, was that okay. if there was an IQ test given around the NFL, yeah, Julio would probably come in last. Wow. Hey, well, I guess all he got to yeah. do is go long, catch ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't need, I need Julio to be the smartest guy on the field. Matt, <laughs> Matt needs to be the smartest guy on the field, and Julio needs to catch balls. That's all I care about. <laughs> Yeah, that's all that matters. I mean, Julio, Julio, literally walks, talks, and breathes football. Right. And that's that's it. That's all. That's all he got. Yeah, I can't say that I'm shocked. I, I've seen a few interviews with Julio, and uh, I can't say that. I'm well, he's not. He, wait, well, stop now. You're putting on. You're, you're, I'm not. You're I'm not making fun. On, they, no, no, no. I'm just saying you're trying to put him on Jameis Winston level. He's oh, not no. Jameis Winston now. No, no, no. He no, ain't no. strong. He's strong. He ain't strong. I said we strong no, 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 here. I'm not putting After- him on Jameis's level. You know. He get him out. No. Yeah, I cringe every time Jameis opens his mouth. He's gonna. Oh, I rejoice. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, um, David, um, I mean, everyone's been playing the blame game about this whole thing. And uh, me personally, if you have to blame somebody, I'm definitely not blaming the players as I am coaching. I think there was a, Shanahan. a tremendous coaching collapse. Shanahan's the main culprit, but I, I will put it on three. I will put it on Shanahan. I will put it on Matt, and I will put it on Quinn because everything goes to Quinn. He's the head of the thing. Uh, if What do you think about that? Do you think any of those guys have any blame in this? Well, I'm a, and I'm going to address it one by one here. Um, let's start with the MVP. I'm going to start with the MVP, Matt Ryan. Okay. Uh, 
and we're gonna skip to the moment that everyone keeps talking to. So I'm gonna base these three, my next three points will be about Matt, Shanahan, and DQ. Okay. And it, it'll all be about what the Falcons did from the Patriots 22 yard line fourth quarter. All right. Uh, the decision was to be aggressive, but right. that was after the first down call, right? First right. down, handed the ball off, they lost yards. Right. Then it was, okay, well, let's pass. And then there was a sack, correct? Correct. And then right. third down, Atlanta got the yards back, but then there was a holding call on Jake Matthews. Right. Stupid. Right. 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 Then Extremely. third down, Matt Ryan misses his pass to Taylor Gabriel. Okay. Right. So let's let's start with Matt Ryan. The art the blame for Matt Ryan is that on second down, don't take the sack. Why did you take the sack, right? Why didn't you throw it away? Why didn't you whatever? Well, I don't think he saw the sack coming. I mean, they got to him so quickly. I don't think he saw the sack coming. I mean, nope. I watched it a couple of times. You took the words out of my mouth. So next point. Um, <laughs> I mean, because that's exactly right. You're you're exactly right. What what you what what you just said is exactly what it is. You can't see the sack coming, and 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 people got the well. Tom Brady wouldn't have taken that sack. Well, Tom Brady got sacked five times in that damn game. Yeah. In the same damn game. So, I guess he would have taken that sack because he got his butt kicked. I don't want to hear about him. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't take that sack. Aaron Rodgers not here. You don't know. You know, it's so stupid. Well, so-and-so wouldn't have taken that sack. You don't know what they would have done. You really don't. Well, I think the money bets that Aaron Rodgers may not have taken that sack because he is elusive. And, and, well, and, and the other thing is, the other thing is, you really just don't know. Because right. if, if, if you're not in his shoes, because then you can sit there and wonder why, well, why did Aaron Rodgers get sacked by his shoelace by Rasheed Hageman? You kidding me? Like, yeah. that sounds weird, but th- no one was saying that, like, no no one was like, yo, Aaron Rodgers, uh, no, well, no one said Matt Ryan doesn't take that sack. Let's not forget, Matt Ryan shrugged off a few sacks in a few games this year. Right. From some big dudes. Yeah. He straight up said, get off of me and kept going. Yeah. So let's let's get that. Let's get that out of the way. All right. Matt Ryan took a sack. Matt Ryan got sacked. The they got there fast. They got there really, really fast. He is not Michael Vick. Let it go. Right? So Let's go to Shanahan. Well, why did Shanahan call a pass? And we got a quarterback well, that's going to toss this you know, thing. I could, you could also argue why Shanahan called a pass against Carolina in week four. But you know why we mm. don't question it? Because right. that pass was taken 75 yards for a touchdown by Julio Jones. Right. Had that pass been incomplete, had that pass been intercepted, we would have been calling for Shanahan's head in week four. But because it worked, because being aggressive worked, and Julio took that pass for a touchdown and got the 300 yards, Right. Everyone thinks Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Kyle Shanahan wins uh, assistant coach of the year. Kyle Shanahan is this. Kyle Shanahan is that. We got the best running back so, in the whole damn league. People blaming Shanahan. Well, you know what? Shanahan's been aggressive all year. So mm-hmm. what's the issue there? Well, then then you go to DQ. Well, DQ shouldn't have the mindset of, well, we've done it all year, so let's go ahead and keep doing it. You know? Right. It, it, it's and, and, and I was just talking to my dad, and he was saying, well, you know what? My dad likes to wear bow ties. I like to wear bow ties, too, but my dad really likes to wear bow ties. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you know, if I enjoy wearing bow ties and I really like wearing bow ties, but 
I start to work in an office where people dress casual and people wear jeans and just button up shirts, I'm not just gonna say be be the bow tie guy just because I've always been the bow tie guy. I want people to feel comfortable around me, so I'm gonna have, you know, I'm gonna wear button up shirts and jeans, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna adjust. Huh? So DQ as head coach shouldn't just be like, well, you know, we've been aggressive all year. So let's just stay aggressive just because we're the Falcons and we're aggressive. So we're going to try to just throw the ball and score a whole nother touchdown. When he could have just said, you know what? If I tell Shanahan to hand the ball off to Freeman again, even though Freeman just lost two yards, we can stay in field goal range because we're inside the 25-yard line right now. We got the best running back in the whole damn league. I want to win a championship because last time – he was going against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, all he could do was watch as somebody else called a play and Russell Wilson got intercepted at the one-yard line. And he had nothing to do with that. He was the defensive coordinator. Couldn't say anything about it. But now he has that say. Now he has the say and still didn't do anything about it. Right. So three levels of blame between Matt Ryan shouldn't have taken the sack. Well, then Kyle Shanahan shouldn't have called a pass play. Well, then Dan Quinn shouldn't have let him call a pass play. So at the end of the day, the blame goes on DQ. Great. Okay. Not Shanahan and not Matt. Because right. if DQ tells Shanahan to run the ball, Matt Ryan don't get sacked. I agree. I agree with that. I mean, the buck stops with DQ. He heard it. And we were talking about last on, about that on the last episode, right, Q? We're about who hurt what. And, and uh, if DQ heard that, he should have, um, you know, stopped that. But you were saying that they were talking directly, right? Yeah, I mean, D- DQ has, I mean, he's got the master radio set right. on. He but, can easily chime them up. Right. I mean, and that's what we were, and and that's what we were saying. I mean, uh, I mean, it's hard, like you said. Kyle's been doing the same thing all year, and uh, if he would change it up, you know earlier we would have ran him out of town i think it was like a lose-lose situation with him but you're right when it came down to it you're playing against tom brady you're not playing against uh you know Jameis winston or cam newton you're, you're playing against the goat and the goat is on the move and he's making he's he's coming down the, the line and your defense is gassed at that point everything you've done throughout the year you have to kind of, you know, play safe to a degree. Like, look, this uh, Tom Brady's about to turn this around. Let's do what we need to do and play smart. But I think mm-hmm. Shanahan, you know, reverted back to the previous year. And got. I think he got a little punch drunk when he saw Julio do that remarkable, that remarkable pull down that he did. And I think he thought they could do it one more time. And then the rest is history. I mean, but you got to know. You, you got to know who you're playing, though. You got to know. Yeah. You're playing the Patriots. You're playing Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, you got to know. And everybody yeah, in the, the world knew that. They but weren't them. prepared. But them. And yeah. I'll say something I said earlier that I didn't say on the on the podcast. So I'll just go ahead and say it now. I, if anybody that's listening to the podcast read the last Sports Illustrated magazine, at halftime, Belichick didn't do a whole lot of talking. He basically said, "Stick to the game plan." But just play better, and you'll win this game because we're a better team. Saying that, and and hearing that, reading that when I read it, I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "Really?" I mean, that's that's all you had to say. That's all you had. Like my game plan works. 
stick to my game plan and play better, do my game plan, carry out my game plan better, and you guys are going to win. That is remarkable. But you know, Q, what I have to say about that is I don't trust Belichick and anything that he says. And he's proven not to be trustworthy. So he well, may have just said that for a magazine. But, he, but he's pr- but he's proven he's proven a whole bunch of no 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 that wasn't from Belichick that was from that was from players. Oh, from saying, players. You know, okay. When 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 SI when SI asked them right. what did Belichick say to you guys at halftime, that was from players saying Belichick basically said, I, I drew up a game plan and this game plan is going to work. Just okay. play play harder in the second half. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Somebody just saying, just play harder and you'll win. Greg and I coach basketball. Right. We coach eight-year-olds in basketball. How easy would it be to say we drew up a game plan and just and just continue the game plan and play harder? Right. And if you play harder, you'll win this game. And to actually do it, I mean, <laughs> you've got to give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick and what Bill Belichick did. Brady, Brady you know, actually went through the motions. But if Belichick said, this is my game plan and I'm not changing my game plan, Right. Being down, what were they? What were they down at the most? At the most, were they down? 20, 28, 28. Say that again, Greg. I'm sorry. Twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight to three. Being right. down twenty-eight to three, and somebody saying, "We got this. Just stick to the game plan and play harder." I mean, that's just that's just absurd. Yeah. That's just crazy. This just goes to show you how great Bill Belichick is at not only motivating players but coming with the game plan and saying. You know what? No adjustments. Stick to the game plan. And I, I encourage everyone listening to this podcast to go pick up the, the latest episode of SI and read the entire article because uh, that was just one point I brought up. There was two of the points that, that um, I can't even think of right now. When I read right. them, my mouth dropped. And I was like, this guy had so much faith in this team, even down 28-3 or whatever it was. He had so much faith in this team that his commands were just very simple, easy commands. You need to do a better job of that. You need to be do a better job of that. And if you guys can do that, we'll win. I mean, that's just freaking nuts. In my opinion, that sucked. Yeah. I mean, if it went down like that, that's nuts. But I still have a hard time believing that it went down like that. You know, that dude was conniving and planning and saw a lot of weakness and played. And we played right into it. Dirty D. You a batted daddy. Well, that's his game plan. He says, stick to my game plan. No one ever said what the game plan was. No one in the article ever said what the game plan was. They said, stick to the game plan and just work harder at what you're doing and we'll win the game. So he didn't make any adjustments based off the offense or the defense first half. They said they made no adjustments at all. They said, stick to the game plan, but just play harder. That That was the exact quote. You got to read the article. You got to read the right. article, and we can talk about it another time. But okay. that, I mean, that's just insane. All right, all right. Well, we have plenty of time to talk about this and what we did wrong. But for now, it is what it is. It's a done deal. It's a wrap. There's next year. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. That brings us to another topic. And you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. So what do you guys think about the changes so far that the Falcons have made towards, uh, you know, to their staff? And uh, I don't think there's been any roster changes yet, has it? No. Yeah, I don't know those cuts don't start happening until, what, next, what, next month, March? Yeah. They signed seven players to the practice squad. I don't know how much that has to do with anything, but I just thought, thought it was weird that within a week they've signed seven practice squad players, but... 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. Right. And to me, it means nothing at this point because they're practice squad players. It's interesting the moves that they're making. What do you guys think about him letting Coach Cox go? Hey, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, man. Um, this, this well, is my I'm glad you mentioned it too because you can't have a drunk defense <laughs> coordinator and a drunk damn defensive line coach. The two drunks they cancel each other out. So. <laughs> This is my question. Go for it. Why why now? I would have thought that would have been done last year. The defense has actually been playing a little bit better this year. Am, am I right? Right? I mean, you got Grady Jackson wrecking shot. Wrecking yeah. shot. Well, going back, back going back going back to that Sports Illustrated uh article, Dan Quinn took over play calling for the defense about six or seven weeks ago. But so I'm actually not surprised. Brian Cox wouldn't call it. He wasn't calling the plays anyway. I Not mean, Brian was, Cox, no, no, but uh, but you know Quinn took over defensive play calling. I mean, he was literally play, calling the plays, and I guess I'm he was calling about. in the Super Bowl too. So I'm guessing you don't have to worry about losing a defense coordinator that wasn't actually calling plays. They said they're going to reassign him to another position, but I guess they end up letting him go altogether. Hmm. So you're talking about Richard Smith, the corner guy let go. Oh, yeah, Richard yeah. Smith. Yeah, he wasn't calling play. He started off the season calling plays. But Richard Smith wasn't calling plays by the end of the season. Dan Quinn was. Yeah, I think Dan took over after the the bye week. I think that's what happened. So, David, what do you think about the release of Coach Cox? I, honestly, I was kind of calling for it before the season. And right. the reason why is because him and Beasley just, they, it's not that they weren't getting along, but it, Coach Cox wasn't getting to Beasley. Like, his, his, his form of coaching wasn't working. Right. It wasn't resonating, right? Beasley's a guy that if you yell at him, he shuts down. So he was, of course, that's Coach Cox. He's going to yell, he's going to scream, he's going to cuss. And that's not Beasley's thing. So I was like, well, you know what? If Beasley's supposed to be our sat guy and screaming and cussing don't help, then get a coach that's going to do that. And although Coach Cox is not a bad coach, right? I credit more of Beasley's success to Dwight Franey than anything else. Oh yeah, every yeah. Um, that but was. But as a grown as a grown man, is 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 cursing and yelling and screaming gonna make you? I mean, like I I coach, I yell and scream at my players on the on the teams I coach to get their attention to make them you know realize hey you are making mistakes, I'm calling you out, I got your attention. I don't I don't understand how that works with a grown man though. With kids it works, but with a grown man I don't understand how that works. Yeah, I mean, you know, people, I, you know, people are, I don't have a sociology degree, I, or psychology degree, excuse me. Right. So I, I just, you know, that that's a great question, and that's something that, I guess, is, you know, that's why they have sports psychologists or, or you know, things of that, things of that nature. So I don't know. It's just that Beasley uh, would shut down. You scream and yell at him, he shuts down. Now that might have changed as the season went on, but all, all I know, I mean, I don't think Freeney's a guy to type, of, you know, type of guy to scream and yell. So. Right. Um, I think Freeney really helped Beasley. I mean, people think Freeney was a waste of a signing, and, Pete and Freeney was like, the Falcons love signing old guys that will do nothing. Well, <laughs> signing Freeney got Beasley to wake up. It even got Brooks Reed to wake up a little bit. You saw Brooks Reed uh, get a spin move developed. So yeah. uh, I think that was a lot of Freeney. Now, the D-line coach that just joined Georgia State staff about a month ago quit mm-hmm. this morning for the Atlanta Falcons. Jess Simpson. Right. And yeah. Jess 
Jess, oh my goodness. You know, as a head coach on the high school level, he lost six games in 11 years, I think. Uh, that boy can coach. So I'm, I'm not upset uh, about him joining the Atlanta Falcons staff at all. Now, I'm a little upset that he's leaving Georgia State after joining about a month ago, which is weird. It's like, how do you quit before you even start? But it, it, it's bittersweet. I mean, he is coming to the Falcons, and I'm telling hey, you. Hey, 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 ask the Falcons offense coordinator how that happens. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and speaking so, of that, Q, what, what do you think about that, Dave, them bringing in uh, Scarsesian from uh, – Bama without even uh, coaching one game with him. Not impressed, actually worried. I mean, I don't think this Falcons, I think this Falcons team so far, in my opinion, is taking a giant step backwards. What do you think, yeah, David? I don't... With the offensive coordinator or with overall? Like, what do you mean? Offensive coordinator, number one. I mean, I mean, I don't know much about uh, Scorsese or whatever his name is, other than Stark, you know, Starkasian. Starkasian. Yeah. Stark. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even care. I hope he's not around long enough to even care. I mean, I, I, I just don't know enough about him, and he's done enough. And like looking at his resume, I went. I actually went to Wikipedia, which was Wikipedia page. I'm worried. <laughs> like he hasn't done enough to prove that he can replace Kyle Shanahan, and maybe you know, replacing Kyle Shanahan, maybe Shanahan's. You know, we we. Gave him, you know, we, we downplayed Shanahan the first few seasons, but last season he was on money. So I thought they were going to come in with a very sexy pick, and I thought maybe they were even going to come in with Chip Kelly, and I wouldn't have even, no, I, I would have no, been happy no. with that. Yeah, I would have no, been happy with that. No. Hell no. Well, compa- compare Wikipedia pages. Compare Wikipedia pages. That's all I'm doing right now is just trying to just trying to find Wikipedia something page. that says. What does Wikipedia say about his Philly and his San Francisco? His uh, terms. He, he didn't do that much. He he, he blew up the, the franchise. He blew up the franchise, but he did score points. They did. I mean, they he scored points. I mean, he he made some stupid decisions, like getting rid of Deshaun Jackson, getting rid of Sean McCoy. I mean, those are stupid decisions. But at the same time, then he took basically a Patriots offense of no-name people right. and scored points still. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, who would you rather have, quite honestly? If you had to choose um, between the two. Was, uh, out of those two, I would say Sartre because Sartre was a pro-style offense. Matter of fact, if you would have looked up Wikipedia, I, I remember your favorite team back in the day was Reggie Bush and the USC. Uh, yes, <laughs> the sir. USC yes. Yep. He was a uh, part of that staff, man. I, I thought you would have been on board with him. You, yeah, you like just yeah, but you had Pete Carroll overseeing it, and Pete Carroll is a great motivator. Pete Carroll's motivated teams to a Super Bowl that didn't deserve any right to be at, in a Super Bowl at the time. You know what I mean? Like Pete Carroll was overseeing that. I mean, we we can go back and forth, and we won't know anything until about eight games in next year. Exactly. But I just feel like I'm 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 very unimpressed right now. Give give him a chance, man. I, I will. Hey, like Donald Trump, baby. I'm gonna give him a chance. Wow, what a reference! Make the hey, Falcons, make the Falcons great again. It's a large order. He you touch that one. David, what do you think? Give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, you know, I also gave Bobby Petrino a chance. So, oh. um, yeah, I don't like it. But then again, I've never. Thank you. I've, thank you. Thank you. I've never liked any offensive coordinator the Falcons hired when they first hired him. Like. Right. I didn't like Dirk Cutter when he got hired. I didn't like um, who else did I like when he got hired? What was his name? Uh, the guy before him. 
was it Mike Malarkey? Yeah, Malarkey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, didn't like Malarkey when he got hired. Didn't like Carter when he got hired. Didn't like Shanahan when he got hired. And same thing with Sarkeesian. So, okay. But is there a guy like, that? It, wait, wait, wait. Isn't there like a trend with all of them? Didn't they all become head coaches? I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> where did okay. Mike go? Mike Malarkey became a head coach at. What, did he the Jacks? Get... Didn't he take the Jacks? I ain't saying that. I ain't saying they did good, but I'm saying they did a good enough job to get considered to be a head coach. I thought he left Jacksonville to come. What about to... the guy that was here with Jim Mora? Ugh. Oh, Mike Malarkey's the head coach in Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well. So who, who, who are you talking about, Q? I was talking about the. I was trying to name the coach that Jim Mora had when Jim Mora first came to Atlanta. He brought an offensive coordinator with him. Right. Oh, you're talking about uh, Greg Knapp? Greg Knapp, that's it. Greg that Knapp, yeah. Went, yeah. That was awful. That was, yeah, that went terrible. That went south. Hmm. That, that, that wasn't good at all. Because they tried to make Vic run a West Coast offense, and it didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trying to make it be Steve Young. Basically, yeah, it didn't work. Hey, Hoop, did you yes, have, sir. do you have any, any kind of update on any of the injuries that the Falcons are dealing with? Is there and- the injury report. I could not find a dang thing. Oh, well, that's good. Look at the right places. I could find nothing. Nothing about uh, Mac or yeah, you gave no, us a little bit about Julian. Yeah, but you know now they're not obligated to disclose anything now. So right. I guess it's not really, you know. It's not really a smart just to kind of put that stuff out so we we'll get surgery until, you know, maybe they have like kind of a media day. So. Yeah, you probably uh, find Tom Brady's jersey easier than the injury report. Right, right. Well, guys, I have one more question about any uh, thing going in the future as far as uh, signing people. You know, they're having to re-sign some people, do some more contract works. Uh, I've heard, oh, heard. I've heard some stuff about Trufant today. Freeman? Well, Freeman too, but I heard some stuff about Trufant, and uh, he's wanting some money. You know, uh, some say that you know, can we win the Super Bowl without Trufant? And apparently, we can. Uh, what do you guys think? You think we should give Trufant the big money? I think he's wanting what, like seven million or something a year. Seven. I don't think it's a year. I think total, but I could be wrong. Seven million total? What? A one-year seven million deal? What are you saying? I'm not sure. I was say, I thought he wants to be paid top top cornerback money, doesn't he? he no, no, to, no. He wants, yeah, he wants to be. But he's not there right now. What I know exactly. What what are the top corners getting right now? They're not getting more than I ten. Think, are they? I mean, don't they, don't they get? I would think they're near that. Didn't Josh Norman make a big stink and get that much? Yeah, Josh Norman went to went to, went to the Redskins and got paid. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not even putting him in the same class, but, you know, just to... Yeah, right. not even the same class. Because <laughs> if Odell Beckham ran him over with the unexpected helmet to the head, he'd probably be laid out. But we are talking about Desmond Trufant. I mean, you guys got any thought? Should we... Whatever the I amount mean, is, should you, we, should you, we you, saw the four, you saw the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. What do you think? Well, yeah. <clears throat> what do you, you think, You're asking me. I'm, I'm saying no. All right. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying hell no. <laughs> What do you say, David? Does he deserve big money? Um, yeah, he's still the number one corner. I mean, last I checked, um, Robert Alford and and Jalen Collins were meant to be the two and three, right? Right. Um, let them be that. Now, Jalen Collins, man, 
he came up on me. He, now, I used to trash him. I mean, my <laughs> goodness. I, I mean, that boy was so garbage. He proved me wrong a lot this year. He even did it in the Super Bowl. Big spotlight, still proving people wrong. Right. Um, I would love to see what he can do from the three. Right. Or maybe put Alford. You know, you can just you can kind of switch him out. You might want to put Alford inside. Might want to put whatever inside. But that depth is developing. But true fun at the end of the day is still the number one guy. Mm-hmm. He is still the number one guy, and he deserves to be the number one guy. So yeah, I'm, I'm pay pay the guy. I mean, do you, uh, I mean think about it. Josh Norman. Uh, free, free or Trueman? True fun. I'm sorry. Free. You gonna pay? You got to make a choice. Okay. Does True Fine get the big money, or does Free get the big money? Free? Might have to give it to Free. If I had to do And Free's way okay. better than Coleman, too. People compare, say we got this two-headed monster. From everything I watched on the field, Free is killing Coleman. Coleman's all right, but Free is a beast. Y'all do, y'all do know Coleman was starting ahead of him beginning of last year, right? Yes. He yeah, was, <laughs> but did he, did, did he lose that? Yep. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I, I agree. I think Freeman's a beast, man. Yeah, Freeman's a beast. He's a real for real beast. And you got to pay somebody. Well, and yeah. I'm saying pay free. Julio, is, what's, what's going on with Julio? Julio, did he get paid or is he in the... He's good, the bro. Julio's, Julio's, Julio's locked Are down until 2021. Yeah. Okay, so Julio's locked down. And then Matt got the big contract, so... But he gets an extension, too, I believe, this year. Yeah, Matt's probably going to get a two-year extension to his. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, we got to pay free. Uh, we already sent it offered... Um, now, at some point, you got to play uh, Deion Jones, who I thought should have been Rookie of the Year. That dude balled bro, he's out. Only, he's a rookie deal, though. I, mean, I know, good. but he I'm saying at some point, you got you got to think about that. I mean, that's coming up very soon. When you start yeah. paying people ahead of time like they do, they pay, pay, pay people ahead of time. Which brings you back to uh, Desmond Trufant. But um, it sounds like, you know, David saying paying to get paid a man. Uh, I'm still up in the air about it. I'm sure it's keeping it sexy LG would be not to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to make some shape with, with Freeman, bro. Freeman. So who gets who gets yeah. who gets paid right now? Freeman has to get paid and can't leave. We're in a lot of trouble if you let uh, let Free go. So Free has to get paid to stay. Well, Freeman's contract isn't up. Freeman has like yeah, two more years on his money, rookie. Money, money, yeah, but he's asking for more money already. His agent, his, his, his agent, his agent, said yeah. his agent. So said I mean, his, his agent is talking to him, and he's yeah. believing what his agent is telling him. So, so I, I, he's got to make some shake with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a believer of running backs need to get paid early because you know, using by the time contract, yeah, they, they, they're all you know got their 300 carry seasons and they got their yeah. wear and tear and they to get cut. Exactly, kind of I agree. Right. I agree. All right, all right. And you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, guys, before we start wrapping it up, um, the draft is coming up, I guess. The, I haven't heard anything about any uh, what the, who the Falcons are looking at, but I think they go 31st. Is that right? Yeah. 31st mm-hmm. in the draft? Uh, I mean, he, he, do you have any information about what they're thinking about doing or your suggestion what they should do? You know what's funny? Every Just about every... Draft projection has Atlanta taking the cornerback. <laughs> yeah, corner. <laughs> yeah, every projection has Atlanta taking the cornerback. And I understand. So that. stupid. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of people really upset upset about that. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Um, I think they should go defensive lineman. Right. 
you got to start developing that defensive line, make that defensive line a little bit younger. But I think that's the that's the oldest group on the defense. Besides, uh, um, you can kind of argue corner. I mean, the, you still got somebody from the Vic era right. on that defensive line. So Babineau, exactly, Babineau, and and you've got um, some guys on the outside, Dwight Freeney. Um, you know, well, what are we gonna do with him? Um, I know the Falcons. I know the Falcons love signing old guys, right. especially at defensive end. And, and uh, one rumor is Connor Barwin. Um, you know, Connor Barwin showed up to the Super Bowl in a Falcon shirt with his fiance, <laughs> and his fiance posted that selfie. So, you know, that 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 that's when it comes to signing old people, look out for that. I know a lot of people have been saying uh, Glenn Dorsey. Um, some people have even said Demarcus Ware. We've also heard um, Jason Pierre-Paul, you know. But in terms of the Jason draft, Pierre-Paul with that messed up hand? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. The hand's <laughs> fucked up. No. It looks crazy. I saw it. I see midgets with better hands. No. <laughs> hey, it happens. <laughs> well, hey. I, you know, yeah. I was, hey. I don't know. <laughs> I got to touch that. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I, I just um, I haven't heard anything about the draft. All I've seen is cornerback. Right. Really, that's really it. And I don't, you know, that doesn't really make any sense to me. All right, All right guys. Well, uh, well, well, we know we gotta go defense. I mean, defense is what cost us the Super Bowl, so we know we gotta go defense. So that's <laughs> an obvious. <laughs> you think defense costs us the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think it's yeah, that defense is like 20, 2015 choices. defense. No, no but that defense looked like they had so many. T- they did their job, man, in the first half, and you know they were gassed, man. I mean, you we... gotta play. Hey, you gotta play sixty minutes, man. For these are professionals. These are professionals. You're making excuses for professionals. I'm not making excuses for them, but your offense—if you have the number one offense—you have to help those guys out, man. I mean, come on. You can't expect them to, to carry the load yeah. in both. The, the number one offense helped them out by putting up 28 points, spotting them 28-3. You know what I mean? Well, some of those were, uh, wasn't it some of those 21. defensive points? Yeah. 21. 20, 21 points, though. That's a hell of a spot. Yeah, Starting game. Controllers start down, game John Madden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the game. And John that's Madden. a game right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 21 points, man. I mean, this was the most, it was the most exciting Super Bowl ever because it went to, it went to overtime. Right. But it's the worst Super Bowl ever because it, sh- it showed how deficient the Falcons were and shouldn't have been there. Right. Which was the last thing I wanted to happen because that's what they said about the last Falcons team that went to the Super Bowl. Right. Is that they shouldn't have been there. Well that right. Super Bowl that Super Bowl would have been more competitive had it been Green Bay and New England. And I hate to say it, but I think we would have had a, a more exciting Super Bowl. Championship playoff. All right. Well, it's done. I mean we can we can rewatch it over and over again. But the embarrassment. I ain't watching that. <laughs> I ain't watching that. <laughs> I, the, the, I didn't hear anything. The embarrassment would never you go away. Me. And, uh, you know, and, and just to say that, man, what a great opportunity the city had to have a brand new fan base around the world. People were supporting us, following us, jumping on the bandwagon. I don't care. But we had a, we almost, it was almost kind of like a good and evil thing or kind of reminded me of the election, you know? Like the Trump yeah. Hillary type thing, and you know, and we saw how that happened. And um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a hard one to get over. But oh, one last hey, question. Trump predicted. Trump predicted. 
New England win. One, one last question, guys, before we go. Um, what do you guys think about the whole Rise Up uh, slogan campaign? You think it's time to change that, too? Should we just switch it over to brotherhood or in, in brotherhood or... I'm kind of tired should, of hearing. Change pe- it to wise up, wise <laughs> up, like Aaron Rodgers said, wise up. I'm kind of tired of hearing people say rise up. I mean, what what are you guys' thoughts on that? Real fast before we go. My only thought, quite honestly, is all these videos the Falcons have produced since losing the Super Bowl about brotherhood, this, that, and the other. Does anybody else do that? I've never seen a New England video when they lost the Super Bowl and they were like, "Oh, bro, we gonna rise up? We gonna do it again?" Like, it's kind of lame and kind of weird. It's because they're New England. Yeah, it's the Patriots. That's different. Their, their city. Well, I'm just just comparing city. it to anybody though. Like who who puts out a video saying, "Oh, we should have won it, but we didn't win it, but we gonna try hard to get back there." I mean, these videos they put out post Super Bowl are fucking lame. Yeah, think about it. The city kind of needs stuff like that. The city has no reason to really. Be, I mean, this is the most pessimistic sports city in the on the planet. You got Matt Ryan in the AJC saying, cheer for all the Atlanta teams. Oh, I'm like, yes, because no one does. Bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah, no, I understand, but it's just wrong time. It's like, it's just so, I just feel like it's so lame and so like pre-thought out. Like authors trying to like, you know, like cheer for my soccer team, cheer for the Braves, cheer for the Braves going to the new stadium. It's like, no, we want to cheer for people that are actually winning freaking games. I can't cheer for the Hawks. I can't cheer for anybody right now. No one cheers for the Hawks. <laughs> Until they're in the playoffs. <laughs> they're, yeah, in the they're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, playoffs every year. And the season, yeah. and the crowd, and the, and the whole state goes crazy. Yeah. They're in the playoffs every single year, and they yeah. do nothing. Yeah. They do nothing. So no, I, you know, no. I cheer for the Hawks, but I also don't because they're a waste of time. The whole NBA is a waste of time right now. Yeah. Until LeBron James is gone, until Steph Curry is no longer a robot. The NBA is a waste of time because you know what's happening at the end. Yeah. So we're playing 82. Every other team, Atlanta, Charlotte, Houston, Oklahoma City even, you're playing 82 games for no reason. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. Well, David, man, I want to thank you for gracing us with your time, man, and, and you know, coming on our show a few times. And we really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about in the off season, and we can do this all again next season, y'all. Yeah, well, uh, let's have me on. Uh, I think I just kind of realized you guys have me on around my birthday every single year. So is that right? Twenty-two. Yeah, I turned twenty-one last Friday. Wow. You guys happy, happy belated. Happy belated, man. Happy belated. Thanks, man. I saw something on, on when I when I was calling I, you I in about your young. birthday. I hope you're young, dumb, and full of cum. You get them all. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, since Chelsea's away, he's uh, getting well, a little yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin, Caitlin still needs to come on. So <laughs> No, you don't need Caitlin tonight. <laughs> but all right, guys. Well, um, thanks again, David. And uh, we want to thank everyone for checking us out on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. And keep hitting us up on Twitter. And uh, we'll have more shows coming in the off season. But uh, outside of that, if anybody doesn't have anything else to say, we can wrap this up. We'll talk to you around the draft. All right. All right, David. Thanks again, buddy. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on, no, guys. No problem. All right, man. Appreciate thanks, it. David. See ya. See ya. All right. Bye, ladies. 
subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com. What's up, everybody? This is Rock at the What's Up Falcons podcast, and uh, I'm here to talk to you, man, about the boatload of money you can make this week by betting on my bookie. You know who's going to win the game, right? Well, it's time to put your money where your mouth is, man. Get some money on the game and win big today. Join thousands of online players and start betting at MyBookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way over to MyBookie. You win, they pay. Man, you're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They also have in-game live betting so you can even place a bet after kickoff. And unlike other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no hassle payments when you win. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with a 100% bonus. But check this out, y'all. If you do it, use promo code WhatsUpFalcons, all one word, to activate the offer. Man, visit MyBookie today or call 844-900-BETS. That's 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, and you get paid. Expert or rookie, you gotta check out my bookie. Sign up today.